you're looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Hi. And welcome to the Stitchcraft Podcast. I'm Miranda. I'm Island. And we were trying really hard to get our sillies out before we started. And Didn't happen. I think we failed. Uh, oh, yeah. wow. Is this is this episode twenty three or twenty two? Did I just embarrass Ooh. myself? Ooh, oh, ouch. I think it's twenty three, but I'm gonna have to confirm that. Um, the only reason I said that is that we were really excited about twenty one, but who is it? Am I right? Kind of snooze, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's smooth sailing until twenty five when you can finally run a car. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes I was. Oh, I was just a shithead at 25. It wouldn't give me a car if I tried. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> it's 23. It's 23. I guessed right. You did. Guys, this is my psychic power guessing numbers of episodes <laughs> that I should be watching and taking care of. <laughs> oh, you're wiping tears from your eyes? What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. We can look, we can see each other. Y'all can't see us. Yeah, I, but... I, uh, I have definitely reached the point of silliness where I am actively tearing up. Um, yeah. But thankfully, I didn't bother wearing any makeup today, so it's no problem. Looking good. Looking like myself, I guess. <laughs> no, I definitely noticed that my eyes, maybe other people will identify with this. The happier I am, the smaller my eyes become mm -hmm. because my cheeks just lift up and up and up. <laughs> And like all of my kid photos, like baby baby to kid photos, I don't I don't have eyes. I literally look like Mr. Magoo with like a pair of like glasses over. Is Mr. Magoo the one with glasses that was near blind? Yes. Yeah, that was me as a child. <laughs> as a child with like shitty blonde pigtails. So um, they were great pigtails. Oh. And dirty sweet. knees on your tights. Oh, filthy <laughs> knees. I don't know why there's something I don't know. Do kids Oh my God, I work in the kids' business and I should know what color of tights are cool right now. Oh. But, you know, when we were kids, white tights were adorable, but it Whose wasn't idea realistic. Was that? Yeah, it was a terrible idea. idea. And also, like, they were like, here, here's a bunch of crinoline and sharp lace that just scratch up, scratches up a child. And I would swear, like, if I, if I was, most kids have pretty soft, delicate skin. You know, you got to be really careful about some stuff. The stuff that they would put on dresses back then just cut you up. Just yeah. razor blades. Terrible. It's a mess. Kids have it so good these days. Literally, I watch meetings happen where they shake the tool. And they're like, it catches. We can't have this. Like, wow. if it bunches up, they're like, mm -mm, this ain't smooth enough. This ain't soft enough. This, th th we got Easter dresses. Blow your mind. Anyways, I'm very... Well, Very I want please, to right return to this because actually I <laughs> wanted to ask you about it in our um, crafty section, mm. but uh, we'll Excellent. come back to it. We'll come back to it. I um, know. I'm a little, I've had a bit of a day, so I apologize if I flow like a river, a wild as, river. <laughs> as, well, haven't we all? Haven't really, we all had a fucking week. Ooh. So. If you haven't had a drink yet from this uh, current confirmation, and you should know what that means. If you haven't had a drink or 12, go ahead, crack, <laughs> crack yep. a few. Join you, us. 
there's not enough meditation in the world no. to calm this shit down. I'm just going to be real with y'all. There's some hot tea that's going to burn my mouth and make me shut up a little bit. That's good. But I, whew, I need some new coping mechanisms. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Mine, yeah. mine is uh, calling and leaving cathartic messages for Charles Grassley. Because not only... <laughs> Not only did he spearhead this shit train, but he is my senator. And, and he so really is. He really, he really deserves every, every effort at communication that I have. Do you know that Grassley, and I know this is not a political, political podcast, and so we're going to wrap this up quick, but Grassley actually endorsed the conspiracy theory that oh the women who protested Kavanaugh's <gasps> confirmation were paid by George Soros. I heard the, that. What? And I just want to be like, really, guys? When did the National Enquirer become more Relevant. responsible as far as journalism? <laughs> like, when did when did that become a source of better truths than our own senators, our own people who are reporting on the front lines of all this legislation? They're like believing hooey, absolute effing hooey. Oh, yeah. sorry, it's, I'm really it's mad. extra bad. Well, yeah, like I said. I have I have had many things to share with Charles Grassley, um, and I think I will continue to do so. I know that my husband in particular really loves to research how much money Charles Grassley received to endorse <gasps> an organization and then compare it to the amount that Joni Ernst got and encourage her to negotiate harder because she's selling herself low. Wow! Ooh, that is, you know, it's some next level trolling. That is really next level, and that's a, ooh, ouch! But also, good on y'all. Well, good on y'all. You have to, you have to speak truth to power in terms that they will understand. Well, I was about to say, I was like, you're fighting fire with fire. That's totally okay on this one because this is a, it's a game that a lot of people don't want to play. So if you're willing to get in good on y'all i think that's great i think also i have never seen this many people fired the fuck up speaking of fire i have never seen this many people people who i work with who are you know we always talk a little bit here and there a little oh this sucks or this is cool or this is bad i have never heard people come out of the woodwork like what has happened in this last week at the idea that um just seeing, you know what, sorry, it's not a political show. I'm not going to go deep into it, but there's been a number of things that have motivated people, got people excited, and the fact that there is a lot of senators that are up for re-election in a month has motivated many. Good on, on, like, good on both sides. Both sides, I'm seeing a lot of activity, and that's what I care about. Yeah. I care more about activity across this bipartisan system, maybe even more parties one day. Don't get me started on the fact that the Libertarian Party achieved major party mm. status in the state of Iowa and the gubernatorial candidate still did not get invited to the gubernatorial debate. Really? Yeah. That's kind of not okay. Oh, it's really not okay. It's really not cool. Not cool. If you work your tail off and you hit major party status, which the Libertarian Party is in the state Absolutely. of Iowa, you're, you should have a seat at that debate. I that's really who sent out the shocked. invite? I was who shocked. Who sent out that evite? Shitty. <laughs> well, trust is that me, on Facebook events? 
I trust me that um, <laughs> that uh, we will certainly have plenty to say about that as well. I, that's my biggest thing is that it's not about what I want. It's about fairness mm-hmm. because I'm not saying I'm the majority. I'm not saying I'm in the right. I'm saying I want everyone to have representation. Oh, that is crappy. Mm. Oh, Sorry, the, Midwest. <laughs> the, mid- mm. the, mid- the Midwest, she giveth and she taketh in equal measure. <laughs> this hot dish is getting burnt. <laughs> I'm getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my, my it's October. My witch cackle coming straight up for you. Like, blah, blah. Um, well, uh, on I that note, I would, I would like to... <laughs> I would like to toast you for being fired mm. up. Cheers. Cheers for giving a fuck. Dig it. Exactly. Sorry, we just, no one can see this, but we are definitely having a FaceTime conversation like you guys aren't here. And we cheers each other like we do normally, but we're doing this for you guys. This yeah. is for you. Tink. So what do you got in your cup? So Tell me about it. I am, <laughs> I am drinking a beer that I was super excited about when I got it. Um, it is from Back Pocket Brewing, which is in Coralville, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is called A House Divided. So it is their uh, New England style IPA that was released during the Iowa-Iowa State game. Uh, because, of course, if you're in Iowa, Iowa-Iowa State is the biggest ri- biggest in-state um, rivalry. Of course, it's the biggest in-state rivalry because this is the two <laughs> largest schools. But... <laughs> Iowa, Iowa State is the biggest rivalry that they, each of the schools have, which is yes, a bit to different. each other. Yeah, which is a bit different from like where we're from in Michigan, where Michigan, Michigan State rivalry is big, but it's nowhere near the showdown of Michigan, Ohio State, right? Well, and I'm going to say that's on measure with also Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame has a a big following as well, even though they're not yeah. technically a part of the Big Ten the conference. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. but so, it's yeah, there's a lot more rivalries with different schools but Mm -hmm. yours in state is pretty significant yeah it's very big um and so uh back pocket has been doing a lot of really interesting variations on ipas lately um so a lot of people have been doing the uh, new england style um ipa or north yeah i think it's new england style any ipa some people call it northeast some people call it New England, but regardless, it's the unfiltered IPA. So a lot of people have been doing that, but they've also started doing some um, milkshake IPAs and- Like a cream ale? No, sorry, not a cream ale. That's, people who drink beer are probably so mad at me talking. (laughs) Anyways, go ahead. Well, actually, (laughs) to to help with that, Back Pocket has also started teaching beer tasting classes, which I signed up for immediately um, and had (laughs) such a good time at the first class they had uh, that was taught by uh, a level one Cicerone, which is the Cicerone is the beer equivalent of sommelier. So that's awesome. You, you take these classes to learn about beer the same way that sommeliers learn about wine. Um, And so back pocket sent one of their folks to take the Cicerone class. And then he came back and taught, you know, beer tasting to the masses, which is super fun. Um, but back to what I was saying. So I am, I'm in the process of learning about the differences. Um, but some of the things that they've done, they started doing these milkshake IPAs, which are like a New England IPA. They're unfiltered, uh, but they often add a lot of different fruit to them. So they had one, they had a pineapple leche, 
um, milkshake IPA. So these tend to have um, fruit, um, sort of like creamsicle flavors. Like, you know, the flavor of a creamsicle, right? It's that kind of idea. And a lot of the milkshake IPAs have been um, various versions of what they call the wave, which is um, named after the wave that happens in Iowa football. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, which is also a different kind of wave than most people know about. Yeah. So I feel like this is every day is a school day island. Lead lead and teach. So most children are our future. (laughs) Well, and that's particularly relevant for this this kind of wave. So most people know that when you go to a stadium event, um, people will do the wave around the stadium where they'll all stand up in succession and make a wave around the stadium. Like an ocean wave. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a better way of describing it. Like an ocean wave sort of ripples across the crowd. Well, the Iowa wave is completely different from that. The Iowa wave happens at the end of the first quarter of the football game when everybody in the crowd turns toward the children's hospital and waves at the kids in the hospital. And the, hosp- the children's hospital was built to overlook the stadium and it has windows lining the side that faces the stadium so that all the kids and their families who are in the hospital can go over to that side and watch the football games if they want to watch them from that. And they're, they're considered, quote, the best seats not in the house because they're, <laughs> you know, they're technically across the street. Um, but the children's hospital is tall enough that you can, you can see it um, yeah. and you can watch the game. And then, uh, like I said, at the end of the first quarter, everybody turns around and waves to the kids and the kids wave back and it's freaking adorable. So cool. I just think that is such an acknowledgement of humanity. It's so yeah, cool. It's wonderful. I love it. It's really and, wonderful. And then like, no matter which team is participating, no, no matter who's playing, right? Everybody's on the same team. side when they're waving at the kids, you know, so right? everybody's really and nice not- to each other. And- can I say though, I didn't know about this until this year. I'm super embarrassed. It's I only existed this. for a couple of years. Well, because the children's hospital and the stadium, this situation is recent to your yeah, point, Yeah, the children's right? hospital is new. But I got to say, I love it. I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, sorry, I'm totally talking over you. But back to the beer. Back to oh, the yeah. Wave. So the, the Wave beer is a fundraiser for the children's hospital. So... They make a new flavor of the wave, like probably once a month, something like that. And cool. then um, if you buy a pint of the Iowa City wave, which can sometimes, it, like this this month, it was the mixed berry wave. Month before, I think it was the strawberry milkshake wave. Um, every pint you buy, a uh, dollar goes to the uh, children's hospital, which is cool. Anyway, so that's what Back Pocket has been doing. This is not one of the waves. This is a different football-inspired beer, but um, it is super tasty. It's like a tangerine dreamsicle. Mm. It's lovely. Well, I say dang. I say dang. How about you? Well, I'm going to talk about this one, and I say this one as in I picked up something that I don't normally pick up, Because I am one of those people, when I go into a store, and I'll be honest, Minnesota doesn't have liquor stores in their grocery stores. They're separate, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, Iowa does that too, yeah? Um, no. Yes, no? No. Okay. Mm -mm. 
I'm just remembering the place near your house. That seemed oh, that's like... a separate. We just have a we have a regular Hy-Vee, and then we have a fancy Hy-Vee drugstore Hy-Vee, and the drugstore Hy-Vee has like very few groceries. Lots it has a pharmacy. It has you know like first aid and you know over the counter medications and beer. Mm, and wine, a different kind of medicine. Which of course makes sense, right? We put all those medicine. things together. And then they have like one little row of fresh fruit to make everybody not feel bad about the fact that they went there for beer. Oh. Beer and allergy medicine. Right? They went to get their limes and lemons. Let's be real. Pretty, um, much, pretty much. But, okay. Well, I just disregard. Sorry, <laughs> this is going to be a podcast filled with crawling moments. Crawling, not walking here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, sorry, with me. I've just, I've had a day guys. I'll tell you guys about it later. It's gonna be funny. Anyways. Um, so the, the beer I'm having is something that is an interesting experience. When you are here in Minnesota, they have all their like liquor, beer, wine sales are all done separate of their grocery stores. You can buy near beer, which is like a low percentage in store, like in grocery stores, but you gotta go someplace else to get your wine beer liquor and they now started selling on sundays a few years ago so sorry wisconsin you're not getting their business but um it's kind of interesting and i joke with people whenever i am at a liquor store and i'm like what time are you open on sunday they're like you can start selling at 11 we close at six i was like right after church and before good tv shows that's great you guys are awesome um but it's just like they got you know some older laws here it kind of makes you plan ahead so anyways there is one grocery store, one grocery store that I am aware of in Minneapolis. And this grocery store is a, like maybe a mile and a half away from where I live. And it's called Centers. And I think I'm saying it right. But it's a local market. It's a great grocery store. They got really great everything. And if you're looking for very specific things, you can find it. If you're looking for basic things, you can find it. And they also have a full liquor store that you do not need to exit to go buy your things. You could buy all of your things together. It's a weird grandfathered in place. So while I'm there buying their coarse ground hot dogs, which are delightful and uh, other, you know, tasty, naughty treats, I totally got talked into trying beer in store. And I'm not a trier in store. I don't know why I feel trapped, but I just don't <laughs> want it. I just, I feel like I, I'm not, I'm not at Costco. I get right. what I want. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I'm here for the samples. I'm here to get my shit done. And right. this yeah. guy was like. I, have, I avoid the sample counters a lot too, because I find that they slow me down. I went to the store do. for a reason. And I want to get, you know, get well, it done. I'm going to say that most of the people who know me know that I get distracted easily. So <laughs> I know I got to like steer clear of certain things that are just going to slow me down. Unless I'm having a leisurely, beautiful, slow day. So anyways, I'm, I happened across those two aisles into the beer wine section and I hear this accent, a unmistakable, not the USA accent. And I was like, oh boy. And I turn around and he was like, I'm here and I'm going to, I'm promoting Insight Brewing. And Insight is here in Minneapolis. It's not very far away from my home. There's oh, so many breweries with like near my, my home here in the Northeast Minneapolis Such area. Such a hard life. Oh, it's the worst, the absolute worst. No, I feel silly that I can't make it to the mall. There's, I, you can't throw 
you can't throw a stone without hitting a few. So anyways, this is insight. And this guy brought growlers. So he wasn't like popping open cans. He came from the brewery, huh. cracked open some growlers and was serving us lots of stuff that wasn't even being sold at the market, which I thought was so cool. Like he really brought the brewery experience to us. And I kind of was not ready for that. Um, I was just like, oh, show me what you got. But he was like, no, no, you got to go there. But you could buy this here. You could buy this here. And I was like, oh, all right. He got me. He got me. <laughs> worked. His accent, his want of just being cool. Like, oh, it ain't no thing. Try all this beer. And I was like, I can't do this. Not when I'm buying hot dogs. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> so anyways, um, so this is, that was a really long, drawn out story. And I hope it made people laugh. But the point is, is that this is Insights. Um, it's called the Internship of the Claw King, New England style IPA. And it's got a very, very strong American looking, <laughs> I guess, uh, lobster or crab at this point with very strong claws. Very, okay. very mean, very strong. Stout. Anyways, <laughs> stout. It's the Internship of the Claw King, a New England style IPA. And it says, Oh no, this is too long and wordy. Sometimes some of the breweries go a little too far. But the point is, is that this is kind of like an unfiltered IPA mm -hmm. and it has a little bit more of a tangerine sweet flavor to it. And I totally dig the profile of it. I, I was definitely having a sip from the growler. Well, sorry, not straight to my mouth. But <laughs> the point was, is that I had a few sips and I was like, word, I'm buying this. Like, and I didn't anticipate it, but I did. So um, I was I really inspired. What was it about it that you wouldn't normally have bought? I think that I have a tendency to stick to what I know because there are so many breweries here. Mm -hmm. The Midwest is so, well, I'm not even in the Midwest. The whole dang U.S. is just covered and smothered with breweries. True. And I will admit that I'm a bit of an indeed brewery person. Mm. I'm also a Castle Danger person. And people from Minnesota might be like, oh, word, I get that. Or they might hate me for that. And that's totally okay, too. Um, I know friends who have, I know friends who know people who are part of Able Brewing and Seed. Able Brewing also has like a seed bank and things like that, which are super cool. I think that's what I understood. Beers sometimes cloud the, the understanding. But I'm, I'm not into their flavor profiles. They're not like, they're delicious when I'm there because they have a beautiful patio, but it's just not for me. You know, like mm -hmm. they're just not what I love. Mm -hmm. So there's certain breweries. I just, I know I'm not going to be disappointed. Like they have the same flavors that I want. They, they're consistent or they're not consistent. And I love that too, but I love how they surprise me. So that's why I'm like, insight is not far away, but I dig it. There's also like another brewery nearby called Fair State that has a really great like hibiscus rosé. They have a couple different things that are really sweet and beautiful. I just love the packaging and that shit brings me in too. So I, I feel like there's a couple things that draw me, a couple things that keep me, mm -hmm. but um, that guy and uh, his, I'm not saying his accent, but the point is he knew what he was doing. He was playing it up for everybody <laughs> and he had growlers. And that for me was like very dedicated. Well, yeah, and it, so, like you say, like it, it brings a different experience to the tasting than you would otherwise have. So um, last weekend was the uh, Iowa City um, 
Northside Beer Fest, but it's Oktoberfest, basically. <laughs> and so um, a lot of uh, breweries bring in um, the tastings, basically, but a lot of their tastings are from cans. You know, they bring in the stuff that they canned to to um, transport, basically. So um, some places had stuff on tap, but that's not mostly what they have, which is very different from like the Michigan Beer Fest, where most of what you would have is taps that they brought in. Um, and so it's just a different vibe. It's, you know, coming from a growler or coming from a tap is a very different vibe than, you know, we brought a few of our our best sellers to kind of bring you guys to the table kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just different. It's I am different. super excited because um, we went, to, oh, I, I said Brewfest was last weekend. That is incorrect. It was two weekends ago, last weekend, because we're off cycle again, guys. Sorry. Um, this past weekend, I went to Kansas City. And I definitely purchased some beers uh, simply because of the way that they were described in their packaging. Not even going to lie. I was just like, oh, yeah. it's so pretty. Whatever. Oh, I'm in. I'm you in. know what? They hired someone to design it. I'm paying for a good job. Yeah, I'm paying an artist to do their job. That's fine. I'll do it. You know, not all of us are going to have our websites on Angel, is it GeoCities and Angel Fire? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yeah, surprise. I should <laughs> surprise, but I mean, who burns just like angel fire. Um, <laughs> just saying like, you know, there's a one size fits all. Don't get me wrong. Squarespace can be like that sometimes, but there's still a lot of options, a lot of options. And I feel like when it comes to breweries, yeah, it does matter. The art matters. And that means, I don't know, indeed, indeed brewing sorry insight and indeed very close very similar name but indeed has a i love their in-house artist i love it i love their cans every time i'm like fascinated so you know it happens but yeah. tell me tell me more about your trip sorry we're making this go a little bit longer what's in our cup but other people have told us that they love this part of the show <laughs> so i yeah. have to slow it down nope um we went to go visit some friends of ours who live in kansas city so our a friend of ours who lives in Kansas City is a professor, an assistant professor at the UMKC Conservatory. She's a musicologist. Um, and she had come here to Iowa City to give a talk at the University of Iowa after my husband and I moved here, which was really awesome. She had been invited to give the talk before we even moved here. So uh, she stayed with us when she visited and it was great. And another friend of ours from Michigan came to visit. So we had a little friend reunion. It was so great. Um, and so uh, it's been you know about six months and Pat and I decided that we should go visit Kansas City, you know, number one, because I don't think Pat had ever been there. And I'd been there once, but very briefly. Um, and uh, we wanted to go while the weather was still really nice, although it's flooding in the Midwest, so the weather wasn't that nice. But um, we, did we did have uh, Kansas City barbecue, which was delicious. Mm -hmm. And we had Kansas City beers, also delicious. Um, and I'll review that at a next episode because we brought home quite a few uh, bottles. And since I'm not having one of them today, I will table my, my presentation for another time. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and we also <laughs> went to a place, if you ever go to Kansas City, super fun place. It's called Up Down. And it's 
you know, kind of like a video game arcade for adults. And there are a lot of places like this, but Uptown is different um, compared to the ones I've been to. So I've been to, you know, various Dave and Buster's, you know, locations and that's, it's fine. Um, but Uptown has a really, really great beer menu. They had uh, their special cocktails for the weekend were Golden Girls themed. Shut up. Yes. I and hope Sophia was a whiskey sour. Go ahead. <laughs> Sophia, as a matter of fact, was a white Russian, which was Ooh! delicious, made with cold pressed <laughs> coffee. And I had it mm -hmm. and it was lovely. <laughs> what was the blanche? I need to know. Something Sex on the tart. beach. <laughs> I more whiskey sack, but that's all right. Oh, that's great. Tart. But yeah, and then the other thing they oh, had. Oh, it was literally called something tart. I don't think that was necessarily the name, but when I read the ingredients, it was definitely something tart. And I was like, oh, I love it. Oh, um, amen. So many layers there. Um, mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. the video games that they have are awesome. Just, like, stuff that we played as kids, um, stuff that I don't even remember seeing. So they had, you know, original Tetris, um, Dr. Mario, a bunch of old pinball games, um, Pac-Man, although you could not get on the Pac-Man machine because it was like a Pac-Man sure. table and people were waiting their turn. And I was like, I'm not waiting people... turns for shit. No, Did they leave no, no. quarters on the table, like a pool table? I just imagine like people No, they up. didn't see that. Um, they may have done, I don't know. But you mm. buy your tokens at the oh, bar or from okay. a token machine. So maybe that was what had happened. But they give you like a cup to put your tokens in. So mm. I think they try to steer people away from that type of behavior. Because honestly, like if you go to a place like that and you see a bunch of tokens lined up for the games that you want to play... Like, I'd be over it. I'm like, I'd be yeah. over it. Exactly. Like I'm not, I'm not hanging out and watching you play an old video. That's not what I came here for. Um, but yeah, so that was super fun. I highly endorse up down, highly endorse great pizza. Also. Excellent. I will yes. take that. Yes. I will also take this moment to say that Tubi just took the giant squeaker out of her toy. So we're going to have some cool fun times. In the background, I'm not farting in a weird um, <laughs> squeaker toy fashion or trying to make like sound effects in the background. I'm really, we're not that kind of show. No. Um, well, damn, you had a good visit. It was, it was great. Visit. And we also went to, oh, the other thing I will say about, uh, highly recommend for Kansas City, a toy museum. They have a toy museum that Ooh. is super cool and also contains the creepiest not meant to be a Halloween doll, but <laughs> since we went in October, that's certainly what it looked like to me. They have an old doll section that is effed up. Ooh, <laughs> I was just like, Whoa! I, ooh, I'm, I'm, my body just naturally was like, you want to put that away? You want to put that aside? <laughs> you want to close the door on that? And I was like, mm -hmm, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that later or never. Or never. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, you did hear about Chris surprising me with a doll from the turn of the century yes Ugh, no he got it at goodwill during you know goodwill outlets there's no goodwill out. in that gate that gift <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying goodwill has the outlet price you fill by the bag by the pound so we got this very very vintage doll for i think maybe 50 cents maybe a dollar on a on a tough day and uh all night we had some friends over and he kept 
going, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And I was like, motherfucker, stop this. Also, he knows I'm all suspicious and weird and weird, like, you know, superstitious, really. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I went to bed. I was headed to bed. He had already gone to bed. And there was this creepy, creepy old doll laying underneath the covers on my pillow. Oh, no. I screamed. I pulled the comforter off the bed. Then said, fuck you. And I went and I slept on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. He'll never do that again. Oh, next he has. Week. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Well, also, it was a beautiful sleep. I slept great. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I love that our neighbors texted me. Is everything okay? Yeah, Chris found a creepy doll at Goodwill. <laughs> like, how do you explain that? Yeah, and that's awkward. The the person, like a couple of people that were over that night, knew about it too. So they were all in on the joke. I didn't like that at all. Anyways, <laughs> also dolls, not cool. That up there with clowns. You know what? I'm gonna say this is a clown-free, doll-free zone. This whole <laughs> this show is a clown-free, doll-free zone. No one needs to know this shit. We're just talking about crafts. Just talking about craft. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That was nice. That was very nice. Uh, working on it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'll tell you all about this later with my gold star. So anyways, um, <laughs> excellent. I really, really appreciate all of what's in your cup because also that was like, what's in your keg? What's in your car? What's mm. everything? I love it. It was really good. Mine was just a long, drawn-out story about getting hot dogs. And next thing I know, I'm buying beer. So, you it's know. How, it, you know, it's how it goes sometimes. Takes all and they go together. Hot dogs and they beer, do. they go together. If I ever get married again, that's what's going to be the top of my cake. Can of beer and a hot dog. Just <laughs> That's what happened. Keeping it real. <laughs> Too real. Anyways, um, let's talk about our works in progress, yeah? Sure. Do you want to start? <laughs> sure. Um, on the, the project that will never end front, oh, I, God. my E sweater <laughs> by Michelle Wong, on my trip to Kansas City, I didn't delude myself. I didn't bring multiple projects. I brought a project. Nice. And in the two days that I was in Kansas City, I sh I, I, I'm not even joking. Like, I, I achieved so little. <laughs> I, I managed to sew the shoulder seams, which are each hey, three inches good. long. <laughs> Not me to cackle. I'm sorry. But let me, it's fine. It's you might fine. Well stapled them shut. Just I shut them. Safety pins. Well, and look. it might look nicer because so I'm sewing knitwear. So it's not like sewing a seam on a um flat piece of fabric. On a flat piece of fabric. Yeah. So basically when you do a shoulder seam, and it's not true for all shoulders, like you can you can do it differently, but I was not trying to reinvent the wheel here. So the way that it's shaped is that you if you want to make a diagonal and you don't want it to be a sharp diagonal, you knit a few stitches, then bind one off, or you bind off a few stitches and then knit, bind off a few more stitches, knit, bind off a few more stitches. And you do that every other row and you'll get like a slow taper, which is what you want on your shoulder, right? Because your shoulders are sloped, but they're not like steeply sloped most of the time. Right. So that leads to a piece of fabric that has what looks like a stair step 
on the edge. Right. From and then, dropping stitches and stuff. Right. right. And so then that's what you're trying to, you're trying to sew two pieces like that together so that they look like they're a straight line. Cause you don't want to have a zigzaggy line on your shoulder. No, it looks like you have the worst hangers on earth. Yeah. Um, so it took me a few tries to get that right, but I did it. That was did you done. Not use, uh, you did this on your trip instead of using the machine or is that, that is nothing correct. you should? That is okay. Can I ask, can I ask a learning question? A clarifying Absolutely. question. Do you like my corporatisms? I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> is this something with this kind of material, this kind of piecework, is this something that you should machine that's better to mis machine sew versus hand sew with the yarn? Like what, what's best here? Uh, I think most knitters would say that you should hand sew with yarn. Um, whether or yeah. not it's the yarn that you made the garment with depends on how strong that yarn is. Interesting. So the yarn that was recommended for this pattern is Brooklyn Tweed Shelter. And that is, or loft, one or the other, it doesn't really matter. They're both the same construction, which is that they are a, a woolen spun yarn, meaning that they are not uh, very strong. They don't have a lot of tensile strength. I was going to say that don't have long staples because right. it's a natural fiber. Well, it's a animal fiber, which so is a little an, bit more. It's an animal fiber, but it's also not um, like when you do worsted spun which is what most people's sweaters most people's things are made of worsted spun stuff your t-shirts are made of worsted spun yarns everything is combed together in the same direction and then spun together in that direction so that all the fibers align together and it presses mm. out a lot of the air and it is stronger when you pull on it well the, and also because the fiber tension the fibers against each other because you're also right. spinning them all together, they hold a little better. You're versus combing you them, them together. You're spinning them yeah. together. The yarn recommended for this pattern is not like that. It is um, woolen spun. So the fibers are kind of going in different directions when they get spun together, which means it traps a lot of air. So it's warmer. But when you pull on it, it's much easier to break apart. And mm. so they re actually recommend in the pattern that you either twist it extra when you're using it to sew or just use a completely different yarn to sew the garment together because that yarn is not going to be the best. I did not use that yarn. Um, I used a worsted spun lace weight yarn, which has like a lot of, yeah, which was doubled. So I, that has a lot of strength. Um, so I just used that to sew everything together. So I sewed the shoulder seams and then I picked up the stitches for the neck band and knit the neckband and then I uh, came to a crashing halt again because apparently some part of me wants to drag this sweater out forever and I, I feel don't like know why there's something in you that was like not yet not, it's not yet. time it's not time it's not time time after time like yes. pause up pause as <laughs> pause up exactly <laughs> well, I think part of it is that um the color that I chose is this perfectly autumnal yellow. Like it's this, it's called golden glow. It's this beautiful multi-layered golden yellow color. And I love it. I love looking at it. I'm very excited to wear it. And I just, I don't know, some part of it, some part of me is not wanting to be done with it just yet. Even though I have now sewn, I, I've knitted rather all the pieces, 
all the pieces You're done. Of it. Literally, all I have to do is sew it together. And so I started a different project mm. instead. Mm, mm. But this is like when you had to put buttons on that cardigan. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. So this is about you succeeding, fear of success, I would. Ooh. That's what this is. Ooh, you're like, I can't be done. I don't want to be done. I want to be busy. Somebody didn't go to psychiatry <laughs> residency, but still got the important points. <laughs> no, I really should not. I, I hate when people try to diagnose others, and I am absolutely 120% guilty of it every time. But uh, the point is, you do have a project starting love a project middle love a project ending love the completion you're just like mm -mm, nay. Yep. yeah i, I love it i love I that about you is, but it is it is what it is what i do finish though are um i finish gifts and i finish small you're so projects good at that. i'm very you're good at finishing small projects and also but honestly you are really good at finishing things it's just like it's almost like when it comes to you yeah, well, to true. your point, gifts. Like you're saying, you can finish gifts. When it comes to you, you're just like, eh, I can wait. Hmm. It's That's not as dire. True. You know, true. you're yeah. still warm. Mm -hmm. You still have clothes. Mm -hmm. I have my other my other knitwear. Mm. You know, I just mm -hmm. I just swung a shawl into view. <laughs> um, so this I can't remember. I made this like a year or two ago. This is a shawl called uh, Celtic Myths, I believe. Um, so it's is it made of ghosts? <laughs> <Just Close. kidding. laughs> um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> it is a, a plain shawl that has a knitted on uh, sort of Celtic cable border, it's beautiful. which I really it looks love. very familiar. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, so the beautiful. other the other project that is in the works that I will finish because <laughs> you know it's small and I'll finish it is um, a pair of mittens by Georgia Farrell from Pom Pom Quarterly number 19, because Ooh. I don't make pretty much anything that isn't from Pom Pom. This is from, this is winter 2016. It was their reflections issue. So there are a lot of um, stripes and repeating patterns in this, which I really like. So the mittens are called Vanishing Point. So they have kind of a, um, a mirrored set of textured stripes going down the mitten in a chevron, like shoe. As you see, like, ask me, you shall receive. It's right there in front of my face. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's I beautiful. made, oh, it's, huh, it's so good. It's a very. Those are dreamy. Yes. Well, girl, wait until you touch them. So um, <laughs> the pattern is dreamy because it is uh, a very simple texture. So it's not too fancy, it's not too much. Um, it's not lacy and you're gonna feel like you're too fancy when you wear it, but it is like interesting enough that it's, you could you could dress up, you know, if you're going to like a nice event, you could wear these. And the uh, yarn that I chose is a yarn that I am heartbroken to discover is being discontinued because apparently the plucky knitter likes to break my heart and they're discontinuing this yarn they discontinued the yarn that I made your hat from. I was going to say, like, Plucky Knitter made... I love that hat so dang much. Well, um, I, I love Plucky Knitter yarns in general. She just does... Uh, she she picks very good bases, and her 
uh, hand dyeing is impeccable. Um, and now the woman who designed the Edie t-shirt that I've been working on for 5 million years is the design director at Plucky. So Michelle Wong now is the design director for the Plucky. Knitter. Worlds collide. The worlds collided. Um, oh. If they wanted to be more my favorite company, I don't know how they would achieve it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the mittens, I decided to make them out of Plucky Knitter Cozy which is a blend of um, merino and baby camel. And okay. holy cow, is it soft. Oh, it's so... Oh, so I was going to say, I was like, I don't know about baby camel. I don't. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember if it's baby camel or camel, but either way, it sort of has the same vibe as alpaca, so it doesn't have okay. great memory, like cotton alpaca they don't have great memory but they have amazing warmth and softness mm. so um the yarn i think is more wool than camel and so the wool has great memory meaning that when you stretch it out it springs back into its it, original the crimp shape. comes back yeah exactly um but then the camel or alpaca if you decide to make something with alpaca has a hollow core so it has air inside of it that you can't push out or you'd have to work really hard to push it out. So that's really nice. That keeps everything super insulated and warm. And then of course, to touch, it's crazy soft. Um, so. And it looks super cool. I love yeah. it. That looks really, really pretty. I am, I am very happy with them. So I will probably be making quite a few pairs of these because they are simple enough that you don't have to pay a ton of attention, but they're not um, so simple as to be boring while you make them. Right. And also like, it's, I feel like that's even more rewarding when they're so visually pretty, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's good. I'm yeah. sorry. I have a dog that keeps stepping up on my lap and I'm trying to pay attention, but she is very demanding. Um, but I feel like when I look at those gloves though, I feel they are so, um, sophisticated and I don't mean that in a I'm trying to think of the right way of putting it but I'm just saying like they're everyday and they're beautiful does that make sense yeah yeah they're kind of uh sort of understated elegant right they're not they're yes. not too much but they are nice it's enough an, it's nice enough to keep you warm it's also really beautiful to appreciate them every day so I like that I like that a lot yeah it's a good Good project. Very pretty. And that, that's what I've got. Okay. How about you? Well, I gotta say, your projects, I love that you were like, this project won't end, but look at this finished mitten I have. Really? Yeah. Okay, show off. <laughs> yeah, show off. Um, I feel like I might need to mention that story one day. The Earth Day show off story. Ooh. Another, that's it's another a good time. one. It's a good another it's a good time. One. It's another time. It might be gold, silver star. Mm -hmm. Not 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 a full gold, but um, another time. Anyways, um, sorry, I'll explain that in a minute. Um, <laughs> oh my god, projects I have in work. The projects I have, I'm working on are pretty much. I'm headed to Asia. I'm going to China, Hong Kong, Vietnam. And it's kind of a normal work trip for me. So it's really not out of this world or crazy. However, because I work in a different category now, there's a lot more details 
in regards to cuteness. Mm-hmm. And there is a big, there's a lot of ideas. There's a big, big, big world of cuteness. And not all of it is really cute. So you actually got to focus that down. And with that comes a lot of time and effort. And, you know, it's all related to brand, all related to taste level. There's a lot of things that are taking a lot of my creative power at the moment. So I would say that I am not working very hard on any personal projects because my work has been taking a lot of my creative um, juices. I hate saying the word creative juices. It sounds like it's a commodity. (laughs) But um, yeah, super gross. Uh, My creative, no, it's still juices. Anyways, (laughs) um, but honestly, there's, you know, it's, it's a really great place to be in working in denim. I get to love, I get to like continue to work on what I love to do, but applying things that make really exciting product and really cool, like essentially beloved pieces. What you're working, the goal of girls clothing is to make their favorite piece of clothing. That is the goal. Not, oh, she looks cool. Or, oh, this is going to get her this. No, it's about just making her love it. Cause that's the end of the day. That's the goal. And, um, it just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. You got to talk to a lot of kids and you got to make it work. So um, that part is taking up a lot of my energy, but I am working a little bit more on the gold star project as far as trying to source more ideas and actual materials towards this. Um, we had one listener, love you, John Spence, old 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 friend who is awesome not not that you're old buddy but you are a long been around cool for friend. the long haul long haul and a lot of my weird phases <laughs> um but he kind of took the gold star thing we talked about this in the last episode he kind of like started awarding gold stars on a daily basis which is super cool i love it um who doesn't love seeing idea good ideas or things oh. that we yeah grow and it's not just something that we came up with. Other people have clearly come up with it. All of our elementary school teachers came <laughs> up with it. So, like, it's not like, it's us. It's more of, like, I love seeing people, seeing the goodness in every day and awarding that goodness, right? Mm-hmm. But I will admit, as I go through the process of trying to figure out what to make to sell as gold stars, I'm setting the bar real high. Mm-hmm. I went to a big textile sale. It was the textile I believe it's the Textile and Weavers Association of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I probably murdered that. Um, but it's a bigger association here in Minneapolis, throughout Minnesota. And it is right near the University of Minnesota. It's right off the of University Avenue. And they have their big scrap sale. And the scrap sales, everyone who's a part of the guild drops off and donates big, beautiful scraps of like Pendleton wools beautiful lace, fake furs, everything that they're just like, I ain't really using it. They also, you can sell sewing machines, vintage sewing machines, sergers, knitting needles, yarn, every, like I saw spinning wheels, at least four spinning wheels out there. And some of them were straight up sleeping. Is it sleeping beauty? I'm thinking of like old timey spindles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were there. I was like, this is perfect for Halloween if I was really into it. But anyways, it was everything. And it was such a cool sale. I got there at 1030, which apparently is too late because all the good stuff. All the girls is get already... up early. 
they oh, knew yeah. they knew what they wanted and they shopped it early. Crafty girls know mm-hmm. they pay attention. And if you're really an OG, you volunteered at that sale. You got your shit the night before. <laughs> like my friend Sarah. So good. But anyways, so I went there and I saw this girl. She grabbed a quilted gold lame fabric, a whole bolt of it, and just carried it around like taunting me. <laughs> it's what I wanted. And I never found any gold things again. So I need to go back to the drawing board. I really thought the sale was going to be where I was going to find our gold materials to like quilt some stars, to weave some stars, to do some things. And I didn't find it. So I got to go back to the drawing board. I was so excited to support the sale and I still supported the sale, but um, I got to like go back to the drawing board a little bit on my gold stars. And I kind of don't know if I want to do badges, like things for people to put on their jackets or, mm-hmm. you know, their scarves, mm-hmm. or if I want to do ornaments, I kind of got to go through that. So that's kind of my big work in progress is that I am trying to source materials. I'm trying to not cause a, a new purchase of materials, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yes. You're trying to, to make good with the materials that are available and not create new demand necessarily trying to. Right. Yeah. And so with that, I am still working through my, my project, what I'm going to really do. Um, and I'm about to go to Asia on Saturday. Um, and I'm really hoping to like check out their trim markets mm-hmm. and just kind of go to my old, like not stomping grounds, but just like to go to like these old areas where I know there's some like really great um, inspiration as far as like how to use those trims, how to use those ideas. There's just a different kind of handicraft there. And there's so many great artists there. I'm excited to like, just see what they're doing. Yeah. So. Well, I think there's yeah. actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I just heard it, um, another podcast. I don't know, maybe it was a couple months ago, but I don't necessarily always listen to the podcast immediately as they come out. I think I listened to it over the summer. Um, but uh, the podcast for Pom Pom Magazine is called The Pomcast, of course. And Stop it. I know. Oh! Everything about them is adorable. Too good. Too good. And uh, <laughs> a couple months ago, they interviewed, um, I think her name is Amy Smart, and she's the woman who runs um, Knit Collage Yarns. And she used to be a designer at Free People. And Mm, that was how she first got exposed to the trim markets um, of uh, Asia and Southeast Asia. And now the yarns that she produces, uh, she works with um, artisans in India to make yarns. And some of the yarns are fabric yarns, like actual. Yeah, scraps. Yep. Yeah. And then a lot of them are still, you know, wool and things like that, because that's you know, what she started with, but, um, they also incorporate a lot of those trims from the trim markets, which are just things that you can't find any place else. And it was a really interesting episode of that podcast. So if anybody's interested in hearing more about, you know, what the trim markets are like and like what that means, um, the podcast episode where they interviewed Amy Smart of Knit Collage is where you will learn more about that. And it's super cool. And I think that says so much about how big the world is outside of what we know. When you go to like a Joanne Fabrics or even like your local craft store that might be more of like a mom and pop place, or even on Etsy, when you're like, oh, I want to find something special, nothing beats markets in other countries because they're fitting, they're fitting the needs of those people 
there's a lot of local people who are like, this is what I want and this is what I'm looking for. But then on top of that, there are also mass producers for lots of different markets, lots of different regions. So like, I love going to those trim markets, not because I'm going to be like, this is the newest stuff. It's not about the newest stuff. It's about how they're reusing things. It's about how they're showing up and like doing a different color, a different iteration. Or if you even ask them sometimes, you're like, how is this made? You'll find out like what kind of recycled materials they used, mm-hmm. how it's being done. Like how do they strip this plastic bottle to make this kind of weird rope? You know, like it's, there's a lot more learning that goes on. And I mean, of course you got to work with, you know, a language barrier depending on who you're with or who you're not with. But um, everyone wants to share their craft. Absolutely everyone wants to. And even if they're not a crafts person, they want to share other people's work. So trim people, there's something about it that they're excited to show you things. And it's not just like, oh, I wanted you to buy yards and yards of this. It's just, it's a different place, a different, they know that if you bring something hot, people are excited about it. And it changes every day there at least the ones in Hong Kong. So like mm-hmm. it's um, it's different once you cross over the border into China. That's even different. They have malls dedicated to those trims. They have fur markets. They have not that you should go to fur markets. I'm not saying that's my jam, but they have like places to go get suits. They got places to go get your electronics. They got every single like segmented destination. And so you can't deny that there is a a constant flow of newness. So I, I love it a lot and I'm really excited about like hopefully making time to go see it. Um, but yeah. And I, I even love it at flea markets here in the United States when people collect old trims that just don't exist anymore. I love seeing what really mattered back then that maybe a lot of our you know families threw away because they're like, no one wants this stuff. I love seeing it come back to life. It's just, there's some weird um, random things that are so endearing. So Anyways, I'm keeping my eyes peeled for that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the episode, I don't want our episode to run longer, too much longer than an hour. I think we're going to be over an hour anyway, but. Sorry, guys. I'll tell you about (laughs) it. Well, (laughs) my broad star. (laughs) What I was going to say was that um, maybe in a future episode, we should talk about what, what you have seen in different countries, because I know that you brought me buttons from Turkey and you've brought me fabrics from Sri Lanka and what each, and the indigo in in Turkey, that there are different things that each local um, artisan group has decided to really dedicate themselves to and to really specialize in. And I thought it was really cool to learn about that as you learned about it, you know, vicariously through you. So I think that would be something that'd be interesting for us to talk about. I, you know what, I'm totally on board with that because you can only go to so many places at a time that depending on what is provided to you for work or not for work, just for your own finances. So I would love to hear about other people's travels and what they were amazed by what they found, where they were. That I think that's, I'm totally on, on game. Like, I, what's that? I'm on board, not on game. I'm on board for that. I'm game for that. Let's go ahead and get into gold stars. Yes. So I had a different gold star picked out, but then I lost my mind yesterday when I was walking around downtown Iowa City and saw that Lizzo is coming to Iowa Yes! Oh, is it I too early? Is it too early to request um, 
her to become a saint? Like, I, do we have to wait for her to die? I don't want to wait. I don't no, wait. I do not want to wait either. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have not discussed her on this podcast before, but mm. Lizzo is a musician from uh, Minneapolis, I think. She um, is. Well, she's actually from Detroit, I think. And then her family moved to Minnesota. Huh. Well, I know. I'm familiar with her from The Current. Um, and a lot of you folks would be familiar with her from, I think her biggest hit is Good As Hell. It was on, one I think, Barbershop, like, two or three soundtrack. Um, yeah. But it was, like, the leading song. And then also Amy Schumer's um, I Feel Pretty. It was the ending song, which ah. is fucking brilliant. It was really, yeah. It I'm going to say that that good as hell has been used many times and I'm thrilled about it. And it's for a good reason. Song. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Lizzo is an amazing singer and um, an amazing performer. So um, she does, she sings, um, she plays the flute and she is amazing at flute. Um, and I don't know what other instrument she plays. I've only ever seen her sing and play flute. Um, but her shows are really more like, hip hop R&B. So when the flute comes in, it's more of like a, I don't know, like a, an addition to the song that's already happening. It's not like she comes she's, out and only plays and classical she's, music. She's showing off the facets, all the facets of her diamond because she has gotten so much experience throughout her life in a performing arts background mm -hmm. that, yeah, you know what? I I would hate for her to repress that and be like, this wasn't me. Because it was her. Like she said, she was like, I was kind of a nerd and I was this in high school. So I'm like, uh, shine bright, girl. Show me everything if and, that you want to, that you want to. Right. And <laughs> if you guys um, have an Instagram account, everything about your life will improve if you mm. follow her on Instagram. So she is uh, on Instagram as Lizzo Be Eating. Love her. Stop. Fucking Ooh. love her. <laughs> and um, her, I would not say that her Instagram account is safe for work because there's mm -mm. definitely cursing and there's definitely sexual references, but it is, oh, it's so good. So she is playing the homecoming show for Iowa's homecoming and it's on the Pentacrest. So it's like an outdoor show. It's free. Like everything, why is everything in Iowa City free? It's amazing. I, I, you know what? Maybe they're supporting the arts. Surprise! Yeah, apparently. So, like, in in the last six months alone, for free, for zero dollars, for just like wandering downtown, I have seen Blitz and Trapper, which I've been thinking about all day today. Every time I hear them, I'm like, she saw them for free. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. Okay, go ahead. Blitz, Blitz and, and Trapper, Trapper. Uh, Trampled by Turtles. Stop. Uh, Jayhawks, and now Lizzo. Lizzo. And that's really just like the cream on top of my autumn. And you know how I love autumn. Oh. And she's going to be here in October. <sighs> and I just, <gasps> oh, no, so pumped. I, her, her shows, and I've seen her at, I think it's called Holy Mountain in Austin during South by Southwest. I saw her like in a bar essentially like doing a showcase and i just remember screaming the entire time me and this guy jermaine were just like yes like losing our minds and this is like i don't know maybe three or four years ago and she's a visual artist through and through 
so it's not about just her music. It's not about what she's just, you know, what she's playing for, for a, like how, how skilled she is. It's also about what she's saying. It's about what she's looking like, what she, she is so thoughtful in her approach to fucking everything that I, she's the whole package. She really is the whole package. And I'm not just saying this because she, she's saying things I agree in. I'm saying it because I am constantly surprised and delighted by what she's doing. And I can just sit there and be like, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. But I'm, I'm just saying that she is putting in the work. She's putting in the hard ass work. And she's also extremely honest about it. And um, I'm not to say that other artists aren't honest. It's just, she's the most visual to me and Mm -hmm. the most dedicated to her own message and her truth. So Fuck. And she's so much fucking fun to dance to. Sorry, guys. That's it. I'm done. I'm so oh, Lizzo for president. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I feel similarly. I feel similarly. I really do. I, I don't know that many people that I'm like, I'm going to, yep, done. De- Brandy Carlisle. Maybe her. Maybe her is on top of that. But Lizzo, like, unites so many different groups of people just because someone loves what she's wearing. Some, someone loves what she's saying. Someone loves what she's singing someone loves what she's rapping someone love like there's so many different places that she combines and gathers people that's a fucking superpower man that's mm-hmm. amazing yeah i think mm-hmm. i just swore and i'm really sorry about it i couldn't help myself um so that's your gold star is lizzo that's correct yeah. and the fact that i will be seeing her this weekend i would pay a bunch of money to see her but the right? fact that she is coming for free means that um you know, basically nobody has any excuse not to be there and it'll be a big community event and I'm super bummed. I kind of want to scream into the oblivion, but like, I just know that everyone's gonna not. You're not trying to blow out eardrums here. Yeah. Um, How about you? What's your gold star? That's like a platinum star, by the way. FYI. It is. She's big. Thanks. She's up there with me. Okay. I might get some judgment for this. Her and Cardi B. I like my favorite feminist right now. I'm sorry. I feel like both of them got a lot to say and they're saying mm-hmm. it unapologetically. Yep. I I take strength in that. So, okay, going back, going on, doing my own thing. Okay, gold star. My gold star is going to be about our love of used secondhand goods and not in a this is broken down, fucked up, whatever. I love the recycle, the down cycle game. Is it a down cycle? I'm not really <laughs> sure. I just might've made that up. That's probably not what I meant to say, but it's re uh, what do we, we say, we say upcycle. We say recycle. There's a whole lot of like terminology that we'll use. But the point is my boyfriend and I went shopping this weekend and we hit like four to five different vintage stores. And those vintage stores were so much fun. Not because I'm going to buy everything, but I love how they edit. And what I loved about this shopping experience this weekend was that there was a lot of appreciation for the edit, a lot of appreciation behind the the person who curates the experience of your vintage, of your vintage store. There's also someone at a Goodwill, a St. Vincent de Paul, all of those people. You got to get a lot of credit to those people for making this stuff fun to find. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the hunt. It's the search. <laughs> and while my boyfriend is extremely talented at finding a good deal on everything from like a 
1986 Volvo, which he adores, um, versus a 1976 motorcycle or right now I'm staring at the AV TV situation <laughs> that he got for $50, but it makes, you know, what it makes everyone laugh when we roll it into the living room to watch a movie. Everyone's like, it's teacher time. It's substitute <laughs> teacher time. Guess who's got a hangover that substitute teacher at our house. <laughs> there's, there's so much more love that comes with finding things that are not curated in a new sense. So yeah, my gold star goes to um, the secondhand experience. And I got to give it up to that textile sellout like that big, the big, big, um, trying to think of the right word, but it's, you know, the textile center's big sale every year. It's from it scrap like marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it is truly a market. It's beyond just scraps. It's like yards of things. And really helpful, you know, magazines, things that are out of print, books that are out of print, spindles, knitting machines, everything. I, I, I'm gaining a bigger and bigger love of this market that allows us to continue to live in this moment versus this one of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love exploring and learning about new ways of crafting or reusing or just just appreciating what was made before us. And I've been very, very lucky that Minnesota has been very rich in these, this world, in these worlds. My silver star goes out to a silver fox named Linda Williams, my mother. (laughs) And hear me out guys. Are you ready for this? It's going to blow your goddamn tops. I texted my mom. A few days ago, my mom. Did you guys all hear that? That Michigan accent? Oh, it came out real strong. My mom. So strong. My (laughs) mom. I was like, Mom, you got to hear about St. Paul and the Broken Bones. This is a good band. You should check it out. Did Linda listen? She sure did. She went to the show at the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor, Michigan, about her goddamn self. And I was like, oh, single ladies. I was like, get your hand up. Anyways. She went to that show by herself, and she said it was one of the best times she's had. That's awesome. And she, yeah. So you know what, gold star. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna graduate. You're gonna upgrade it. Star. <laughs> I'm gonna upgrade it right now. I just, I'm a customer service agent. I'm gonna just upgrade you right now, Linda Williams, gold star for listening to your daughters about like this is a cool band. You should check it out. She heard and she went by her goddamn self and really enjoyed herself. And I. I go to shows, you know, with groups of friends. I've gone by myself once in a while. But Linda Williams is living the, living the life. And she's doing it right. And she is made me so happy that she went to the, to, to, like, went to the show. Saw uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. And, like, got to witness all the things that you get to see online with that band. And, gosh dang it, it was near a sold-out show. So it was a very lively experience. And she did it within a week's notice. So you know what? Fuck you, everybody else who does it. was like, I can't go. It's a week time. No, Linda Williams went, I don't want to tell you how old she is. <laughs> but I'm just going to say that, like, Linda's way cooler than all y'all. That's all. That's all. She's way cool. She danced. She had a good time. And she reported back that um, the lead singer was wearing a black sparkly cape all night. So nice. Uh, I'm just saying. Linda's having a good time. The rest of us, we got to go work on having a good time. She did that on a Monday. You got to so, do what you got to do. 
that's it. So yeah, you know what? She's yeah, upgraded straight to a gold star. Sorry about that. <laughs> I I thought I was gonna have a couple of things, but no. She's she's up there. Okay. Awesome. And I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's it. And I'm done. Boom. Dropping the mic. Um, so on that note, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want to find us on other places than the iTunes, you can find us on to interwebs as uh, stitchcraftsisters.com. Um, so that's our website where you can stream our show. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. That is the place that is the most frequented by us and by people who listen to us. Um, we are on Instagram as Stitchcraft Sisters. Um, yeah. Thanks so much awesome. for listening. Oh, and final thing. And Ravelry. I, yes. Well, we are on Sorry. Ravelry, but like, it's basically me on the Ravelry group. There's like one other person. <laughs> Just gotta be honest. I laugh, people... but it's, no, but I feel like everyone's in Ravelry for themselves. Yeah, I feel like people are far more interested in Instagram, and frankly, so am I. That's where I spend most of my time if I'm on social media at all. Um, and I don't know if you you might hear from us one more time before we go, but the there is Vogue Knitting Live in Woo! Minneapolis in a few it, weeks. I would love, love, love. If anyone's listening who's also going to be there, let us know. We're going to do a couple, like, like we're going to be like the normal students signing up for shows, but we're going to be there. And I would love to meet other people that might have heard of our show. I'd also just like to collaborate and see, you know, collaborate and listen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, it's going to be so cool because Vogue Knitting does go over the entire nation. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you're looking for us, um, we will probably put some picture of ourselves up on Instagram or just listen for us. We'll be real loud cackling and sounding the same yeah. so it's cool yeah you see two blonde <laughs> ladies and you hear them in stereo as one person that's us <laughs> it's true yeah so if you guys are gonna be at vogue knitting live let us know and we will see you next time bye bye <laughs>